It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. Streaming? In cinema, streaming, and classic films as well. I need Directors? Directors and actors. Be Beware, as you cannot hide, hide from, the, from rage. the rage. Uh, Your name is Bryce. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey! Bryce? We also have Murray, who swerved us last week as we thought he was coming to the cinema Monday night, but then he didn't show. Did you have a hot date, Merman? I had a hot date with myself. Oh, oh, oh baby. Uh, Sounds like a good I Monday to me. I get it. As long as you got lots of lotion by, on hand. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. We don't want chafing. I know sometimes chafing's not so bad. That's all right. Yeah, sometimes you got to work your way up to the lotion to get the product. Anyway, thanks to all of the supporters. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating on our listening or your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining a membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible, terrible, terrible film. And we will watch it if it played anywhere in cinemas. Now, let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadows Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know why I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. You know what's the best thing that happens to us? No. We get to go to cinemas. Oh, yeah, remember, that's nice. remember the days when we would see movies not in cinemas and how terrible that was? Yeah. That was the worst. Yeah, yeah, Chris well. Pine and Hugh Grant called me a hero for going to the cinema. He did. Yeah. And it's true. We were, we were heroes. We are the unsung heroes of our nation right now. We are literally the three people supporting our cinemas. We're supporting the entire cinema industry. That's right. Just the three of us. Mm -hmm. <sighs> That's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. Remember when I bought that stuffed animal that I don't even want yeah, for I just, $74? I just buy I'm going to get fat because I just keep on buying <laughs> giant bags of popcorn. Then, then you screening. eat it all before the movie starts yeah. and you get a <laughs> refill. <laughs> so you eat two giant bags. Sometimes three, actually. Sometimes three. If we're watching a double feature... And he's already eaten the first bag, and then in between the movies, he gets another bag that he waits and eats that, and then he gets another one before the next movie. I'm such a glutton. Yeah. You know what he needs? He needs a good cheeseburger. 
Yeah. A veggie burger. Nope. There you go. With vegan cheese. Nope. That's right. With cheese. He needs a baconator with cheese. extra bacon. Ew. Cheese. Vegan bacon. That's Actually, vegan bacon is pretty good. There you go. All right. So we got to see one of the Hollywood Pines today. Or one of the Hollywood one Chris's. Of the Hollywood Pines. Well, there is two of them, too. Yeah, it's true enough. <sighs> yeah. So, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Hmm. Something tells me this is not your favorite movie. This film felt more like the improv game, What Comes Next, than an actual film. In What Comes Next, you would perform an action and then say, What Comes Next? And whatever was audibly yelled out would be the next thing in your scene. I can picture the actors in this delivering their lines and then asking, what comes next? At which point I can picture the director and writers racking their brains, trying to come up with something in the moment and screaming back, your head explodes or your arms turn into spaghetti and attack your horse or a killer dwarf grows out of your armpit. Now, before I go any further, Full disclosure, I have never played Dungeons and Dragons and literally know nothing about it other than when I was in high school, I was aware that there was a group of kids that would get together in their parents' basements and play it. Judging from this film, it seems as though playing D&D was a lot like that improv game. And if that is the case, then I would say this film captured that quality rather well. The question is, does that make for an entertaining film? Hmm. That is on, the question. On the back of Chris Pine bringing his best qualities to the screen as Bumblestein or Edelmank or whatever his name was, we get a fairly entertaining yet very uneven romp. But perhaps the unevenness is an accurate representation of the game. I I do not know. I, I don't. Sounds like, you know what? We're going to have to actually play a game, you, me, and Murray. No. I'll be the dungeon master. Because I do like to master. And uh, you two can go on this quest. And we'll see. So all the characters were well developed. And everyone had a purpose. There were moments that were genuinely funny. The film definitely did not take itself too seriously. Which definitely helped with the overall enjoyment. The grave scene with the five questions. Could have been a standalone short. And was extremely entertaining. It was. Michelle Rodriguez kicked some butt. Hugh Grant was underutilized, but anytime we get some Hugh Grant, it is a good thing. Justice Smith was at home in his role as a wizard lacking in confidence. Plus, we had Sophia Lillis as a shapeshifter and Regé Jean Page as some righteous and noble yet sarcasm, sarcasm alluding dude uh, rounding out this stellar cast. They all seem to be having fun in their roles and it did translate to the screen. There were so many references in this that went right over my head because, as mentioned, I have no idea what any of these places that got thrown out. I'm sure if you're a Dungeons & Dragons dude or, or, or gal, you'd be sitting there going, oh, that's awesome. But I had no idea what was going on with a bunch of these references. But there were enough sequences that were entertaining, as ridiculous as they may have been, that made this a... Hi, Matt, for me. I actually really enjoy it. What? This is like, what universe are we living in right now? I don't even know what's happening right now. This is crazy. It's the crazy. It's the crazy, all right. And I meant every word of oh. my review. Well, that's good. So, Murray has his Christmas holiday Hallmark movies. 
And Bryce has his sparkling vampire films and walking around movies. And one of my weaknesses, as those of you who listen to us regularly will know, fantasy genre is one of my my weaknesses, or at least maybe it's not a weakness. Films like Lord of the Rings, Crawl, The Princess Bride, and of course, the most fantastic fantasy film, and in my top 10 of all films of all time, is The Wizard of Oz. Was this film what I expected it was gonna be? Actually, no. I thought it would have been funnier. Was it funny in parts? Absolutely, yes. But not as funny as the trailer had me believing. Was it predictable? I would say also yes. Was it corny at times? Absolutely. Was my love of one of the Hollywood Chris ever present? Of course. And as Bryce has already alluded, did Michelle Rodriguez kick ass and punch some dicks? Probably more than I could have ever hoped for. But more importantly, did I want to make snoo snoo with her? Fuck yes, I definitely would die by snoo snoo for Michelle in this film. And I have a feeling they tried to make it feel like she was a giant snoo snoo ridden woman because the angles that she was at, but I could be wrong. But then the film was too long and the CGI was awful, but it had multiple times that I laughed. <laughs> Especially at revived graveyard victims and an abuse, uh, sorry, uh, uh, obese dragon that had me laughing the entire time it was on screen as it was rolling down the hill because it was too lazy and fat to actually walk down those ramps. And of course, Chris Pine's stupidity is always a treat, but what was truly great in my opinion as Bryce also alluded to, like, and we didn't even see this together, mm-hmm. was the mesmerizing Hugh Grant. Yes. Well, mesmerizing in my mind, I'm going to say. But then again, there was quite a bit of flatness to some of the rest of the actors. As much as I thought they all did a pretty good job, I think at times they were there was some flatness. Yeah. But then the villain was creepy and had the best of the Smith children in it. Although still not an awesome portrayal of said Smith family, but still the best of all the children. But then it was too long. Did I say that already? Because it was really, really long. I don't know why it needed to be over two hours. It's this type of movie's always over. It doesn't two make hours. sense. It didn't need to be. It didn't need. They should have just had the graveyard scene for two, for an hour and a half, and that would have been perfectly fine. I, I actually need an extended version of the graveyard scene because <laughs> I'm too. sure it exists. I hope there is one. If they re-release this, I'm definitely going to be. I just want a half hour of the graveyard scene. Yeah. I actually felt I should have really raged about it, but as I said earlier, I have a weakness. Mm. One that I can't help. I mean, I am attending Fantasy Lovers Anonymous for this hobbit of a film. Mm. Or is it my hobbit for this genre? I don't mm. know. Uh, because I'm, I think I'm addicted. I have a problem. I'm addicted to fantasy films. I, I I don't know what else to say. All right. Like, if it's fantasy, I'll watch it. It's like it's just like you and your choices. Oh, look, Ben Affleck is in a movie. You want to see it. I have well, you no know desire. You know but it's fantasy gonna, is like, you know yeah, it's I'm going to be quality of Ben Affleck. No, I haven't seen that yet. But that, I can understand your love of something, and mine is a fantasy films. So uh, also with Bryce, although mine was not a high 
I nah. enjoyed this so much more than I thought it was. Yeah, well, I, I when I watched this, I thought Bryce is going to hate this, but uh, apparently I was wrong. And also, apparently, a killer bird bear mm. and the thoughts of Snoo Snoo <laughs> can change my mind in a heartbeat. This go. was this was mad. I, I there was so many parts in this I enjoyed. I'm looking at Murray's face right now, and I have a feeling he doesn't feel anything like Bryce and I. What's a humor? Did you need some snooze snoo as well? I need to snooze. Snooze snooze. Um, I had no intention of seeing this. Ah. I really didn't. Ah. Uh, but yeah, then I broke down. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's an action movie. I guess I can sit through it. It's a Hollywood Chris. It's a Hollywood Chris. That and I had points built up, so I didn't have to pay a ticket for to actually pay for the tickets. Nice. So that offset the two hours and fifteen minutes I had to watch this. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't get it. I really don't. Uh, the whole Dungeons and Dragons, World of Warcraft, Magic the Gathering. I don't get it. I, I think I played Dungeons and Dragons once with my nerdy friends who were no longer my friends. After about half an hour, I'm like, what the hell is this? They just sit around a table and like, oh, I attack you with my dragon potion. Like, oh, no, I have a cloak of invisibility card. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'd rather actually play a video game or uh, watch a movie or even read the book about it. I, I love Dragon I guess they don't Dragons. have the imagination that they do. I just, I never got that. I mean, and apologies to those of you who do like love me. Dungeons and Dragons. I just never got the appeal of it. So, yeah, and based on the last Dungeons and Dragons movie I saw, I figured this wouldn't be much better except that it has Chris Pine in it. Well, the last one was an abortion of a movie. Well, <laughs> it was still Dungeons and Dragons, and it had an actual wizard and it had actual dragons yeah. that were flying. It had, it had a hell this of a, had, it had a hell of a cast, and it was awful. Exactly. This had wizards. What are you talking about? Multiple wizards. It had Jeremy, what's his name? Jeremy in? Irons he was, was, he was in awesome. it. The low light of his career. Exactly. <laughs> but still, it was entertaining. But yeah, it was terrible. So I thought, how can this one be any different, really? But it was. Uh, I don't know. It was so different. I, I did like most of the cast. Uh, I mean, I liked the black guy, although Mr. There's, Smith. Though not there was two black guys. Well, yeah. the, the the page guy, the the, the, ah. the, the, the fancy one. Yes. Smith? Uh, no, 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 the other one. I don't know what the hell his name is. Other guy. Other guy. Oh, okay. The the black guy who was who was the Ray no, Jean Page. You mean the Jurassic yeah. World guy? No, the guy who isn't that. Yeah. The other one, the British. The one. French guy. The French guy. No, he's British. Got a French name. Well, I saw him on a talk show. He's British. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I didn't like him when he talked, though. Uh, when he started explaining stuff, what? I seriously started drifting off. <laughs> I thought I'm he like, was this hilarious. is just like too. the game. Oh, you have to cross the bridge, but you have to do it this way, and then this, <laughs> that and this, was and so this. And I'm that like, was an awesome scene. Oh, no. The way it I ended was, was awesome. How it started was like, oh, my God, is the whole movie be like this? Him explaining all <laughs> the was crap awesome. you had to go through I to get through every the steps. Explanation like, oh was fantastic. God. And the scene when he leaves, that's even better. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 it, he only goes in a straight line. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he kicked ass even better than Michelle Rodriguez, and he didn't even stick oh. around. Hey, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, 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 back up the truck. That's yeah, right. He did. He was awesome. He no death for by Snoo Snoo for Merman. Oh man! And to be honest, I she was about the only character one I didn't like that much. Like, what I, is I, going what? on? There's, is this I, opposite? Day? I never really liked her. What? Like, is I know her from exactly two things. One thing is Resident Evil. The other one is yeah. like nine Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. So yeah, nothing. 
in those indicate to me she could actually act and it seems like the same character every movie she's in wow but yeah murray's got some hot takes today yeah but i liked know. i liked everything else like every other character in the movie like they were nice. all they were all funny and i enjoyed it and yeah the graveyard scene was awesome wasn't um, it and uh, i again don't agree with hugh grant like I, for, I forgot how much I didn't used to like this guy. He's awesome. When he was doing his rom-com uh, phase, phase yep. and the picking up, what did he pick up? A transvestite hooker or whatever? No, whatever he got, just a whatever, Just a regular hooker? Yeah. Maybe that was Eddie Murphy. Uh, but yeah, he got <laughs> in trouble for Who something. Who cares if they're transvestite like, or not? And, and no, I, just the story I remember. Yeah. All right. I think um, that was Eddie. But yeah, and I, I've seen him in really good things. This, I just... I mean, I don't know. I just felt like he died, just kind of phoned it in. He was awesome. And I knew He's damn well awesome that he wasn't the bad guy. Like, he seemed like the bad guy. I waited for an hour and 45 minutes for the actual bad guys to show up. Well, he was, then when he they did, he was a pretty bad guy. Yeah, whatever. He was the... He, he a was pawn? a snake. Yeah, he was a con man. Yeah. yeah. He does what he does. Okay. He still he still instructed his people to kill his and, friends, and, and, which and, is pretty bad. No, but and he actually cared about, you know, his niece, daughter, whatever. I mean, he, he had a heart. Did he offered to kill her? Well, well, no, he had some heart. Well, when he was put up his back I don't know. Wall, I think Murray did fall asleep a couple uh, times. No, I, think I, just, so. I didn't Because like I remember him. him holding a knife to her throat. And threatening to kill yeah, her. When his back was against the wall, he did. Up until then, but that still he, makes him a bad person. Well, yeah, but when he was willing to like, he could have just left her there, and he didn't. Okay. Anyway, I just okay. I, he just never came across as a bad guy, just just a sleazy con man. Okay. And I kept waiting for the bad guys to show up, which I knew was going to happen because they, they you know, they predicted well, they actually they, they showed you it was going to happen there the whole time. Yeah, but didn't stuff didn't actually happen like the last twenty minutes? And I'm like, this is an hour and forty five minutes into the movie. Yeah, like, they're building I, the suspense. I got freaking bored. I'm like, oh my god, when is this going to happen? So did you go out to go to the bathroom a couple no, times? No, I oh, actually okay. never left. Hmm. I had to laugh at one lady who left 15 minutes before the movie was over and then came back when the credits started. <laughs> so she literally went to the bathroom like during the, the last part of the movie. She might have had she, she held on for two on. hours. Gotta and then go, you gotta go. She yeah. held on for two hours and then went right before the movie was over. Nice. Like She didn't check her watch or anything. But yeah, as, I, as the credits were rolling, I left and she was walking back in. And I'm like, why? Why even go back up the stairs just to catch the end credits? That's you, right. You could stand there and watch them. You have to go all the way. Maybe back up she to the was top. in the Plus, movie. Plus, there's a end credit scene too. It, I think. Yeah. Didn't stay for that. Oh, you missed it. Uh, Whatever. It's too bad. Uh, no, it was mildly entertaining, but again, Dungeons and Dragons not my thing. So, a lot of it just didn't really care about. It. I mean, I liked the whole Captain Kirk swashbuckling thing, and you know, there was plenty of action. But yeah, as I'm not into fantasy. And yeah, it was a little too out there. I just, I like my, you know, straight ahead, you know. Driving cars and. Knights and dragons and, you know, battles type movies. Right. This one was a little too out there with the magic and crap. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm on bated breath right now. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a meh. Like, oh! oh! Okay, well. Okay, well, there we go. I didn't hate it. I just. It sounded like you yeah, hated it. Yeah, it kind of sounded like you hated it a lot, so. That's me. So sometimes. I didn't yeah. love that it. That is kind of murder. I didn't love it. Well, we know that. Yeah. <laughs> And I really didn't need to see it, but whatever. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah. Give it to us, baby. You yeah. know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just kept thinking the whole time, 
I want to meet Michelle Rodriguez in a back alley and have her beat me up. <laughs> That's all I could kept thinking the whole time. Oh, there you go. And and uh, yeah, I just thought the characters were well done. Yeah, no, I actually, I enjoy. As I say, I enjoyed a lot of it. It was you saying it's predictable though. I mean, it's not predictable because it just the stupidest stuff was like happening. Like literally, you'd go from scene to scene. It's like, well, this doesn't make sense. Like, why is this happening now? <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. The end is predictable. Yes. How everything turns yes. out is predictable. Yes. But from scene to scene, it's just like they're just throwing crap at the wall. <laughs> and it's well, and I guess that's like a Dungeon and Dragons and, where and it kind of is. It's a exactly. game. Yeah. It's like playing the they're game. They're basically a bunch of losers being led by a guy who plays the harp. Or a loot, or whatever the hell. Yeah, it is. He, I mean, like he, he doesn't even he pick makes, up a sword. He's he, not. He's not even like. He makes, he makes plans. plans. And if those plans don't work yeah, out, he's, he makes he's always another got plan. another plan. Yeah, he makes plans and has, has Michelle do all his work for him. Yeah, so well, yes. it works out well. He didn't she didn't even did, try to punch anybody. She I'm doesn't like, like to hell? make plans, so it's like a perfect relationship. Uh, yes. And it wasn't sexualized, which actually I thought was kind of good, right? Like they could have easily let up oh, the yeah. fact that they have family love and it, and they even talked about it. It's more yeah. like his sister. Yep. So yeah, you know what? Kudos for not putting sex in a movie that didn't need sex. Yeah. It's for kids. No, it really wasn't. And putting a fat dragon. Like yeah. that's, I've there, never seen oh, a fat dragon. It, it actually, and I'm kind it was, of, there was, was enough coarse language that it wasn't really for kids. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there was. Was hey. there? Oh, yeah. I, I counted. But there one. was a fat dragon. Who doesn't want yeah. to see that? Well, it's like, should, I like to see my own representation the, in dragon the, form. The, the, and I, the, and I, <laughs> I felt connected to it. I don't know. That was the lamest dragon ever. That was awesome. Uh, I don't know what you're watching, man. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know what? Looks like we all agreed on something. Yeah, sort, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I mean, we came to the same rating, but right. I think we've got like one super low man, one high man, one man. Yeah, mine was mine was the middle man. Yours was the middle. Yeah. I was the high, and yours was the low. We covered we covered the gamut of man. So much man. That uh, that could be a real good title for this one. Yeah, it could be, but probably <laughs> probably go with not. Else. Yeah, something stupid you'll come up with. Exactly. All right. Well, we also got to see a movie called A Thousand and One. Damn straight. Yes. Broken people don't know how to love is one of the lines that our lead character says. And I think it's kind of a good subtext for this film. It is hard to fully explain this film without giving spoilers. So I'm going to say this. Mm. It is a story of a mother who kidnaps her son Mm from the social system and hides under a new name in a different part of New York Mm. until her son is about to turn 18 Mm. when he is going to go to college and what is assumed is going to be an academic scholarship. Mm. This film is slow. 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 Didn't seem that slow to me. And builds almost at a spore's pace. And to be honest, I was not loving some of the delivery of the dialogue or the acting for the first part of this film. Yeah, I didn't and that's really very get that. no, I know you didn't, but I, I, I'm, I didn't. The first part of this film, before it starts to transition a little bit, I would mm-hmm. say maybe the first ten minutes. So it wasn't a long period, but yeah, yeah. the first ten minutes I was kind of like, what's happening here? And I'm not liking this. But as the characters deepened and expanded, so did the story, character development, and complexity of this film. It builds to an ending 
that is satisfying and emotionally charged. I love hearing and seeing black voices tell stories that are powerful and moving and relatable to every single person who watches it. These are people first and foremost, and the story, although takes place in Harlem in the 90s, that is only a location point on a map. And as usual, I had to question, was this period piece needed Yes. in this film? And in this particular case, it makes 100% sense for many reasons. So for those of you who are not period piece lovers like myself, when you watch this movie, you will know that this movie had to be taken place in the 90s or it wouldn't have made sense. As I mentioned, this film is slow building film, but never actually hits a crescendo. It has a story that has an amazing moment, which I'm not calling a crescendo, that will make you say, I did not see that coming. <sighs> and if you're like me, that moment will also bring tears to your eyes, which in addition to this big moment, had the most perfect ending to this story, which I fell deeply, deeply, deeply in love with. And just like at the end of Citizen Kane, there was one word I whispered as I wiped tears away from my eyes, but it wasn't Rosebud. Mm -hmm. The word was Mondo. We got unpacking to do, but what did you think? <clears throat> All right. A Thousand and One is a film that could have easily been heaped on the pile of melodramas as but it stands apart from that with a gritty and real story that bursts through the genre and shows the lengths a mother would go to protect her child. Tiana Taylor plays Inez fresh out of prison. She kidnaps her son to keep him out of the broken foster system in New York City that she herself was a product of. She knows in her heart that her son Terry would be better off with her and basically risks more than we could imagine to give him a better life than her circumstances could have afforded her. With a new identity, they start over and start building a life from the ground up. Through the course of the film, which takes place over a decade plus, we not only see Terry grow up, but we see Inez grow up as well as she learns what it means to be a good mom. And make no mistake, she is a good mom. Yep. Lucky, played by William Catlett, is introduced as Terry's father and the three of them become a family. We get scenes throughout involving Lucky and Inez, whose exchanges had me wondering, what was that about? But it all be becomes clear by the end of the film. The film defines family as concisely as I have ever seen. Traditional definitions need not apply. This film ends as it began, based in a situation that could not feel any more authentic. No easy answers, just the love between a mother and a son. A thousand and one was Mondo. Yeah, you know, this movie was, it was so deep and fulfilling as you watch it. Like, um, you know, I often say that it's the Japanese who, and, and for a lesser degree, the Koreans that fully understand family dynamics mm -hmm. and family Fa what family looks like and i'm not talking like you know furious eight or ten or whatever they fucking talk about family i'm talking about 
when you watch a movie and you go, you know what? You do not have to be all born of the same ilk mm -hmm. that this family is is represented. And and it's been a long it's been a long long time since I've seen a film where I would go, you know, this is a North American made film, and I feel the family brother did that too brother did that too. brother did that too but they were actually family yeah which is different where this is they're coming together as a family and they weren't a family per se like as when you see this it's this is a film i think everybody should see and it it, it really does you know um it does really good representation of black voices i think this is there's there's subtle uh influences in this especially from the 90s when you know it was happening um and and like for example when they pull him over and they have to you know search him yep. for you know it's just like there for no apparent reason on. whatsoever but just because he's black walking down the street they had to pull him over and and check him out but they they didn't make it a big deal it no, like it, it was it's, just part of the story it's part it's of same the story thing with the slum lord you know the slum yeah lord the slum lord's taking advantage of these poor people yeah it it's like it, it's not pushing it over and in your face to go like we have to make a point here no the point was made so well to see like anybody who watches this is gonna say yeah the cops are fucking dicks and landlords are assholes and and this and that and this like it's so obvious yeah. but it also shows you a really good tight writing about a family that is just a beautiful watch and yeah. you know kudos to to the i you know as we said when we came out of the film it's like I kind of don't, we don't need to see a sequel to this, but if, if a thousand and two came out, <laughs> I would, I would be really looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, no, this was just so well done. Yeah. yeah. It was, you know, as I say, I've, I've, I was, when I, when I left the cinema, I was like, wow. And, and I think that the last 15 minutes really cemented it oh, for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. It could, you know what? They could have totally dropped the ball. They could have. They it, could have. This is one of those ones yeah. that it could have, it could have not been a perfect film, but yeah. this, uh, there's nothing I would have taken out of this. There's and, nothing I would have put in this. They didn't feel the need to tie, tie it in a nice little ribbon and put a bow on it. Yeah. You know, this is, this is real. This is real. This is real film. life. Yeah. yeah. This is, it felt, and it felt real and it was so good. This gets a thousand and one Mondos. It was so Mondo. Yeah. Mondo. Now everything else, what's going to happen for the rest of this year is not going to come. And we've had two amazing family dramas from North America. Mm -hmm. So, one from awesome. Canada. One from Canada. Well, the best Canadian movie ever made, but that's just my opinion. Yes. All right. That's all we saw in the cinemas, right? Yes. Sure. Oh, baby. Are we okay. gonna talk about Dungeons and Dragons nope. films? Fanta your favorite fantasy films? Nothing. We got nothing. That was it. That? You're just giving people a taste of the merman nothing. music. Nothing. Murray's in an angered state. Temperature rising. Oh, he's pushing the the rage buttons. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. So, with 
Not too much that I hated going on this week. I have a rage specific about an effect, but not just because it is the effect. I think it's, we know that the world of CGI is not going to go away. It's just not. But when we see a film, I mean, can you imagine making the scope of this without using CGI, like for Dungeons and Dragons in particular? It would have been impossible. It would be impossible for a budget that they probably tried to roll under it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, we've seen really good CGI. We saw 65. The movie was terrible, but the CGI was one of the some of the CGI best CGI that I've ever seen. Yep. And then you see Dungeons and Dragons, and there's scenes that were like, it was. It almost felt like those movies, the action movies. There's a scene where they're on like a horse or whatever, and they're walking along, and I'm like. This is so obviously a soundstage with a really terrible backdrop. And I was thinking, are they just trying to make this seem funny? Like, is that's, this like, is this uh, ironic that, that's happening right now? That, yeah, well, I think it was. <laughs> well, it because it was so to, absolutely bad. The CGI usually annoys me, but it actually added to my enjoyment here. It's almost like <laughs> it wasn't quite like Wakollywood CGI, which actually makes me downright giddy, but it was still quite enjoyable. It was. I'm watching this and I turned to my wife and I'm both looking at her and then we, we both said it at the same time and was like, uh, is this blue screen or green screen? Like they couldn't afford green? Was it, that, <laughs> was it that bad? Like it was really terrible. So my rage this week is, you know, if you're going to make a movie, at least give us better indications that it's supposed to be ironically bad because there was other scenes that it wasn't ironically bad. I, I suppose. but like, yeah, Like the dragon scene. When, when or, it comes right down to it, this movie's probably not going to age well because of the CGI. Yeah. You know, people will be looking at it in 10 years and going, wow, that's... How is that in 2023? I know, right? <laughs> and then they say, remember that other one? 65? That was so good. And, and you know, the interesting thing about this is this is one of those films they actually did make creatures for. Yeah. Like, some of the stuff was creature. So, mm. kudos for them for that, I guess. And the animals walking around talking? Yeah. Yeah, some of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's my rage. I don't know what it is. A piece of CGI. Do that part better. That's bad, it. Bad CGI is your rage. Yeah, but it's it's more specific, I guess. Mm. Yeah, whatever. I had a good time. Mm. What you got? Gotta be honest with you, not a whole lot ticked me off this week. What? That's like, other than Murray, you're the usually the one that's got a short uh, nerve span. I mean, the only thing that, that annoys me is this thing that annoys me quite often, and that's that you got a quality film playing on one screen out of hundreds of screens in this city. Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand why this was a one film. And it's at a location that's not getting a whole lot of business right now. And it's still got like 10 or 12 people in there. Yeah, on a Monday. Which, which on a Monday night, which is, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, that's a good turnout anywhere these days. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, did, I still don't understand why 
we can't have a screen dedicated at least a few uh, theaters where they actually show something independent and good and try to keep movie making alive because yeah you can talk about all the money that these other ones are making but at the end of the day you need to have a little bit of everything and you can't just rely on that you still have to have substance to your cinema and there's no reason why you can't set aside a screen to show some substance yeah and it makes you wonder whether or not how those ones are doing like if you go in and john wick's on 72 screens right is all of those ones doing as well because i don't know about you guys but we went um i don't remember what night it was but when we went it was like almost sold out when we seen dungeons and dragons it was almost sold out and Mm -hmm. it was on not on a lot of screens either like for the new release that week they still had john wick and they had that other another big film that's still yeah. playing right we, and we it went wasn't to, we went to dungeons and dragons at uh at like 3 30 on a thursday so okay <laughs> but there was maybe and that was the was like the first screening of it though okay. so i think there might be a little bit um but yeah there was maybe maybe 12 people in the theater what about you mer how many people when you saw it 10 or 15 I don't know. okay yeah. so it wasn't a lot yeah for us it was sold we were at the vips too you went like, like friday night though didn't you yeah we must have yeah but yeah i mean and it was sold out vip like the margin yeah. they're making on vip mm-hmm. <laughs> is like pretty huge yeah so yeah and i agree well there's stuff we still don't even get right like yeah. it's period we don't even get yep. so the sadness rage Subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. We're on the lists. So, for those of you who are listening to us for the first time, uh, we have a segment called The Lists, where we talk about four different categories. We have the doubted, undoubted we have the mesmerized or mesmerizing and we have the repulsive and we haven't put a lot of people on some of our it's very difficult to get on the doubted and undoubted so you can go check our website out at filmrageyyc.com to see the rules behind these lists i'm gonna make it my mission to nominate someone for either the doubted or undoubted next week perfect i'm excited about that yes yes this is good um, but we've we've actually felt that we've got too many people on our mesmerized list, and as the rules are, you cannot have two mesmerizing people in a movie because one of them has to be more mesmerizing than the other. Mm-hmm. So this week, Marie, thank thank the Lord, hail Satan, um, got us to watch Rogue One, which has. The is, that, is that a Star Wars story? It is a Star Wars story. In fact, in my opinion, it's the best Star Wars story. In oh. in second rewatch, when you watch, you know, when you grew up watching the original trilogy, you have an attachment to them. But when you go back and watch them now, Rogue One's still ten times better than, than yes. all three of the originals. Correct. Uh, so Forrest Whitaker versus Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. So. It was very close whether or not they made the five-minute marks for both of them. They both did. Yeah. yeah. They did. Yeah, yeah, they did. But, you know, it was it was very almost close. Mads was in it, I think, a little bit, a few more minutes longer. But, yeah, for me, the, it was 
it was very one-sided for me there's, on this one. There's only one answer to this. There's no, there's no way there's anything but one answer in okay. this particular case. And it's Mads Mikkelsen. And it's Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It was Mads. Yeah, I no, had Mads it, too. No, it was not. No, I had Mads too. It was too. absolutely Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are watching. Mads Mickelson was barely. Oh, he, he was. was. He was phoning it in on this one. He's like, well, I'm getting a Star Wars paycheck. That'll set me up for a while. Hey, he has Hannibal money. He doesn't need Star Wars uh-huh. money. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I. There was. <clears throat> there was moments that I would say Forrest was at the top of his game in this. But then there was other parts where I was like, eh, that seemed a little dialed in to me. Yeah, the whole thing. No. Yeah, Not whereas Mads to me, Mads I total, felt... I thought that Mads was just a one-note performance the yeah, whole was, way, and it was nothing. He was emotionally beautiful. So he, he was it was just nothing. over the top. Nah, he wasn't over the top. Oh, he yeah, was perfect. The whole, the whole, the whole uh, he was, he was perfect. was over the top. Nope. No. I, I disagree. I am sad because... Well, actually, I'm not that sad because I love both of them. So mm-hmm. Apparently, we didn't agree. So they're both safe. So okay, Forrest yeah. has like six other movies to right. go up against. <laughs> hey, hey, let's not gang up on Forrest. We're not doing a Forrest <laughs> oh, off every Mads week. Mads has got about two or three too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just saying I don't no, want I'm a just, succession of Forrest. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get rid of them. If just you look at my list, which I spent two weeks working on, yeah. Forrest is up against at least seven other people. I know. He's in a lot of list. movies because so, he's in a lot of movies because yeah. he's awesome. So he's at some awesome. point, someone's gonna knock him off. I don't know uh, about that. No, he may, maybe not. Whatever. Maybe not. We'll you know, this is the this is the thing, right? They, people are were put on the mesmerized list for a reason mm-hmm. because they're mesmerizing. Correct. And apparently, we couldn't agree this week, but it's not a terrible thing. So we will not be having a mesmerize off next week because I'm going to be on vacation and dialing in from a remote location somewhere mm. in the world. If someone knows where that is. They can guess it. They will win a prize. Is I don't it? know what the prize is yet. Maybe other than just my love. Can I have one guess? No, you don't get to guess. I'm going to guess. You don't get to guess. I, I want to have it's a guess. It's an undisclosed location. But because I get a guess. You already know where I'm going, so it's not really a guess. I don't know where you're going. I thought you were going. I've only told them like 10 times. Oh, I was so, going to guess. It's, I, I, know I was going to guess Cucamonga, in. I, thought, yeah. I was going to guess I Cucamonga, could, California. I could, couldn't even tell you. I wish name. I was going to Cucamonga. Couldn't even Give, give you the name of the town of the city you're going to be in. It's, a, it's one that you probably can't pronounce very well. Exactly. It's not Cucamonga, California? No, but it's almost as that's, silly as a name sounding as that. That's yeah. Rancho Cucamonga. Ah, uh, get it right. Much. You forgot the rancho sauce. Rancho is very important. Cucamonga. If you watch Bring It On, it's Rancho Cucamonga. Oh, there it's already been broughten. <laughs> that's right. It's been broughten. <laughs> so, yeah. Do, do you have anybody you want to throw out there? You know, we talked about her last week. What's that? The pew pew. Pew 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 pew. Talking Star Wars. I'm just saying. For what? She's pretty mesmerizing. Nah. You don't think pew pew is mesmerizing? She hasn't earned it yet. Okay, well, I Maybe would disagree someday, with you. No, nah. I would 100% disagree with you, but. Well, you would be 100% wrong. Do you, wrong want, to, at this do you point. want me to just tell you some of the movies that, well. She's you can gonna, you can go ahead and say what well, list some movies. Make your case. I, I only know three. You only know three? Yeah, recent ones. And did you think she was mesmerizing in those movies, Mer? Not really. All right. Well, then that doesn't really doesn't really go anywhere. The last but, one. Um, the last one definitely. Pretty easy. Uh, so she was in a good person. 
Yeah, yeah she don't was. Don't worry. She was, she, don't by worry. the way, she was awesome in she a was, good person. She yeah, was she mesmerizing was. in that. Yes. Um, don't worry, darling. And she was mesmerizing in that. She was very good. Yep. Uh, she was in The Wonder. Yeah. She was in Black Widow. Yeah, she was really mesmerizing. she wasn't mesmerizing. She, she was in Little Woman. She was in Midsommar, where she was very mesmerizing. She was very good, but no, she was not mesmerizing. All right, well then, I guess. So Florence, as just I, you and as me, I say, my I'm not saying pew-pew. that there might be a there might be a time and a place where she earns that, but at this point, she's got to show me more, and she's got to do it more consistently. And at this right. point, well, she's not there. You're in my heart. Pew pew. Yeah. Apparently not in Bryce and Murray's. Yeah, no. Well. Unless she sings more. What? Yeah. She sings beautifully. Your dog is cute. Your kids are adorable. And your cat really does look good in that tutu. But there's only so many times you can talk about how cool velociraptors are, or how much you want to rub that fuzzy belly. How about a podcast with extraordinary people and scintillating conversation? It's the Derek Duvall Show. Find it at DerekDuvallShow.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. And no, I will not be attending your cat's quinceanera. I love cats. I love cats. Play that funky music. Rage or dare, be baby baldest boy Bryce. His true love for everything Twilight will be questioned as he was dared by Jim to see the head of the wolf pack, Taylor Laudner, in his 2011 film, Abducted. This week, Jim must locate his own lost balls and pull from Bryce's torturous bag of musical sports rom-coms. But now let's check in with Bryce. Is he still adamantly Team Jacob? Did Taylor abduct his heart? Is he still a sucker for anything and everything remotely related to the Twilight series? Or... <laughs> what or? <laughs> Bryce. <laughs> Come on, Bryce. I don't know why you're laughing. Right? I believe he likes torturing Come on, Bryce. <laughs> All right, here we go. Abduction is the 2011 action vehicle that was to launch Taylor Lautner into the stratosphere of action superstars. Directed by John Singleton, who is the most frustrating director who ever lived. I mean, how could the guy who directed Boys in the Hood, Badass, Hustle and Flow, and Black Snake Moan be the same guy that directed Poetic Justice, Too Fast, Too Furious, and this piece of crap. Taylor Lautner has the acting range of dry toast. At the start of this, Nathan, played by Lautner, goes to a party, gets so drunk he wakes up on the front lawn, and then we get a fist fight between Nathan and his dad, where Nathan says, I can't believe you're making me fight hungover. To which his dad responds, you want to drink like a man? Then let's see if you can fight like a man. They then proceed to beat the tar out of each other while his mother watches on. Then his parents get murdered and his house is blown up. And it turns out maybe they're not his parents. And then his next door neighbor ends up going with him for some unknown reason as he runs away from the bad guys while looking for answers. And then the CIA is involved 
who can he uh, involved and who can he trust if anybody and then there's an eastern european bad guy and then there's more eastern european bad guys at least i think they were eastern european i don't really know and they were chasing him along with the cia and there there's some sort of hard drive that i guess at some point he ended up with that's got something on it that apparently is stuff stuff and i don't really know why any of this is happening to him and i guess his real father is involved somehow and oh did i mention that sigourney weaver is his therapist but she seems to know more than she's letting oh, on. No. Is, is she a bad guy too? Or, or is she trying to help? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. Like, did we ever find out? We did eventually. And it's unsatisfying. <laughs> okay. Nothing made sense in this whole film. And the whole thing was on the, t- the shoulders of Taylor Lautner, who should never be cast in like anything uh, ever. And really hasn't been since then. So that's good. Um, This film was poop. Uh, It was a rage. I just, it was just a bunch of nonsense. And like, it just, like John Singleton, what? I don't understand. Like he can, he has the ability to make such good movies and such garbage. And it's just, it baffles me. There's nothing in between. There's nothing. Like it's either great or just absolute crap. It's like, there's no mess. They're either Mondo or Rages. It's crazy, this guy. <laughs> Sadly, he's not with us anymore. But uh, I, I do miss I do miss him because he made a lot of good movies and he made a lot of crap. Yeah, and um, so so just so that we're all clear on this. Yes. You were definitely on Team Edward. Is that what you're trying to tell us? Well, that's, I mean, that goes with, how could anybody be on Team whatever his name was? I don't even remember. But what was his Jacob. name? Jacob. Jacob, yeah. Yeah. Well, he Who was, could be anybody be on Team Jacob? He, okay, team Edwards is the only he's, team he's, to be he's on. He's more muscular. He's got biceps. And, yeah, but he's terrible. Muscles. He's a terrible actor. He's he's warm and cuddly. No, he's just bad. He's and, cuddly and he's loving. He's annoying to look at. He's sweet. You Adorable. Know, I, I I could stand him in 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 the uh, in the Twilight movies just because the writing was so good. <laughs> That's why people like the Apparently, Twilight. he made this in between the Twilight movies. Did he? He did. He made it, but he, he was in the Twilight, and then they gave him that. Uh, they, like like, they gave him his big shot. Them, and he made it in the middle there somewhere. He did. Yeah. He made it like almost smack dab in the middle, I think. Yeah, but, they, well, that's that's what they, they try to he, do is to get I a think, leapfrog I think after out that, of the Twilight. They, they stuck him in that horrible uh, the, the, the something eight, the... The uh, ridiculous six. The ridiculous six. That's it. <laughs> grown ups too. And grown ups too. Yeah, he was in there just taking his shirt off and humiliating the older folks because he's so buff. Yeah, uh, he is so buff. Yeah, I, and he's been in like he's basically been in nothing because he's terrible. He was in a movie called Home Team just yeah, recently. He's terrible. That sounds fun. The okay, well, it's a sports there, movie. There you go. He's no Zac Efron. That, that's well, true. that is true. That is absolutely true. absolutely. I like Zac Efron. So do I. He's gorgeous. That too. movie Gold was excellent. Was by gold. The way. Gold was gold. It was just like it said. So, um, I guess I gotta go back to your bag of awfulness. Uh, nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Yeah. You have to do something else because you said something a long time ago, and I got a surprise for you, Jim. Because just in case you can't find any movies, you're actually obligated to watch something. What? Uh oh. Wait a minute. 
This doesn't sound good. He he's going to, to his vault. He's going so to so we, there's been it. some movies that I've been dared to see from Bryce. And I have a feeling this is what it is. I was dared to watch <laughs> I was I was dared to watch Crossroads a oh, while ago. It. And Bryce and I could not find this anywhere. He tried hard too, and Bryce has nefarious ways. But nobody, and I mean nobody had uh, available but i have in front of me right now and it's the widescreen edition i might add yes i will be watching for next week's britney spears you make sure you get that back to me in crossroads don't be throwing that one in the garbage i want that one back <laughs> he wants to light it on fire <laughs> what are you talking about this may be the best movie i see this year britney spears in crossroads yeah i I had to go to Canmore to get that one. It was in <laughs> the Canmore you? thrift shop. <laughs> How did you find it? It was sitting there and I was like, it was like, this the is thing is, it's crazy because <laughs> it literally was the only, I walked up to the, and it was like screaming to me. Right it was the, the only thing on the shelf I saw. I'm like, Crossroads. <laughs> yes. And they all thought you were crazy. Yeah, the people were like, what? What's happening What's right now? With this guy? And Kim looks at him like, well, I'm sorry, you're he likes excited? watching teenage girls. It's like the, this is the best two bucks I think I've ever spent. Ugh, what an investment. I just want to talk about how great these special features sound. So yes. there's, um, it just says special features with more Britney. More Britney, so baby. So there's two music videos. Not only do I get to watch her act, yes, I get her to perform. Oh, you're good. You should watch all the extras. I, I might actually do that. I may do a special episode <laughs> just about the special features from Crossroads. Yes. So this has been, I think, I think maybe two years in the making because I think you. It was a me. long time. We could ago. not find this. There's yeah. another one that's in the bank too that we've been trying to find. I don't remember what it I was don't now, but, either, but, um, but yeah. this is this was a win. So, yeah. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And now you know what the sad thing is. It's in primo condition, too. The, the saddest thing about this is that I might not be able to see this till I get back from my holidays because I don't think anywhere I'm going has, has a, a DVD, DVD player. player. Well, you, <laughs> you'll have time to pop it in, I'm you sure. You borrow one of mine if you want. Yeah, no, Murray, I, I don't want to. <laughs> I just saying. I don't want to have one. Uh, you know what? I, I have two I of think them. You just, I'm going to take should, it with me You on take my holidays. it with you. I have two of them that have a two-hour battery life. <laughs> and I hope they go through your bag at the airport. <laughs> What is this? Yeah, normally they're checking content on downloaded laptops, yeah. which I also have. Wait a minute. My laptop has one. I, I'll be go. able to watch it in nice. the privacy of my room. I'm hoping that you get to see it on a nice big screen somewhere. But, I wish. But yeah, that's all Actually, right. Actually, my, my parents have a... Oh, I let us... If anybody knows where my parents live, you know where you I'm going. You torture your parents with it. That's right. Actually, my parents would probably like it. So, there you so. go. Happy birthday, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? This doesn't get any better. I I actually think this has been one of the greatest greatest weeks of my life. Thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended Film Rage family, who you can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey, the nerdy photographer, for the voice of Rage Ardair, who also happens to be the god of rage. Yes. Find us on social media everywhere at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything in FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and TeePublic. We always want to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, or send us an email to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, please, 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 pretty please, 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 make us a rage. That's it for this week. A rage. Oh.
Rage on.